welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This week, we're going to talk some more Cyberpunk, the game that cyberpunked the whole world, as well as a bit of game news. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for their contributions. We really appreciate you guys. We appreciate all of our patrons. And one of the perks that you get to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes. And not just for us, the game nerds, but also for Horror Movie Yearbook. So for as little as $1 a month, you can get (laughs) one week early access to our bonus episodes, which do end up in our normal feed as an off-week episode anyways, if you don't feel like paying for that, which is totally cool. Uh, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com, and don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are also Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe on Twitch using your free Prime subscription that you get when signing up for Amazon Prime. Uh, if not, it's like four ninety nine a month or something like that. Uh, either way, Patreon or Twitch, those are great ways to help support our network, and we would appreciate any and all support that we received. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes, on Horror Movie Yearbook, they talked about the 2020, their holiday 2020 spectacular was about the 2005 movie Santa's Slay, which I believe is free to view on Peacock if you wanted to watch that. And they also had a bonus episode come out. Uh, It's the Horror Movie Yearbook Max Plus Investor Call, where they make Friday the 13th related streaming shows for their own streaming network after Disney's large investor call where they announced every single tv show under the sun uh now the horror movie yearbook boys are starting their own streaming service so please go hear their ideas on that's their feed. that's awesome i think they'll do a better job <laughs> than uh disney but um it's santa's sleigh like s-l-a-y i assume since it's horror movie of yearbook yes it is a santa related horror film uh that i believe was awesome. direct to video if i recall correctly so uh they, they have a good chat about it and uh and it sounds like a pretty ridiculous movie and you can watch it for only free. only the best horror movies go straight to the home they sure. don't they don't even they don't stop off at like the dollar theater. They just go straight home. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that that's where the real fans are. So why bother going to the theater? Yeah, yeah no, I'm with you. Absolutely. I, I feel mean, like some of my some of the funniest horror movies I've ever seen were ones that just ended up straight to home. They're just awful, but oh, so yeah. good in so many ways. Once you get down to like Child's Play four, like as soon as you get into like once you're past the third movie, I feel like it's <laughs> straight into the direct to video bin, you know. But and then they change the title on you, such as like Bride of Chucky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, yeah, that's kind of how they try to get around it. And then it's like, well, we can put that one out in theaters. But when it's like you know Hellraiser seven or whatever it is, the you know when. The one where all of, like, the current movie stars kind of showed up, because, like, Paul Rudd's in, like, a weird Hellraiser sequel somewhere, and, you know. Yeah, and it's, like, Bride of Chucky 12, Welcome to the Dollhouse, or something like that. Yeah, and, and like, somebody somebody (laughs) that's really popular, like, Matthew McConaughey is probably in that one somewhere. Oh, man. Right, right. (sighs) He's going to write a whole memoir about being in that movie. For sure. It's actually a horror-themed Lincoln commercial. <laughs> Those all are right, pretty all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, horror movie yearbook. Go check it out. They do a great job as always. I uh, I am assuming. So we did a, a cyberpunk raffle. We're not going to get into that right away. We'll get. We'll do the cyberpunk raffle after we finish talking about cyberpunk today here. Yeah, we'll, we'll make you listen. Yeah, for I'm a gonna while. make you listen for a bit here. <laughs> Um, so I don't know where we want to start off with cyberpunk, but I, I'm thoroughly disappointed in the community (laughs) and their overall reactions to this game, because I think it's pretty fantastic. Uh, I did see a post on Reddit that was like, um, you know, someone was like, I just got my gaming PC put together and I have not been following gaming for a while. You know, it was. I think it was in the low sodium uh, cyberpunk subreddit too. It, it was like, does you know, is cyberpunk worth me like investing time and money into? Yeah. And everybody, like almost, I'd say the majority of people in that forum were basically like, it. You know, the story is great. The world is beautiful. Um, the gameplay is fun. 
yes, there are some bugs. Yes, they didn't come through on some of the promises they made. But overall, is it worth the money that we invested? Absolutely. And I kind of feel the same way. I've only invested, I think at this point, maybe 25, 30 hours or so. Uh, I haven't had time to play this past week, but um, I, I I feel that exact same way. I feel like this game is worth the money. I Granted, again, we're running on like very nicely powered CPUs <laughs> yeah. and PCs, so we don't really have like much to worry about there, uh, like much of the rest of the community, but um, I'm happy with the game so far. I'm really enjoying it. I I have to admit that I have not invested as much time into actually like building out a character, so to speak. I've just been kind of buying up perks and things that I want to use or like if I feel like I'm being held back from hacking computers in or like using the technology, I've been investing more of my money or my perk money into uh, you know, technology buffs and things like that so that I can do more of the hacking stuff, I suppose. But it, I, I feel as though this game will warrant another playthrough where I actually sit and build out a legitimate character that I feel is going to play in a completely different manner, which I'm currently playing. Um, much like I did with Skyrim, where I was playing, I, I have, I've started and stopped Skyrim who knows how many times, and every time I've done it, I've done it with a different play style. Obviously starting out with the stealth one the first time around, because I feel like that's the easiest but then also moving into like, oh, I want to do a, uh, some kind of battle mage, or I want to do someone who's strictly just brute force barbarian style. Like, I think Cyberpunk will also lend itself to that sort of playthrough where you'll start choosing different ways of playing the game, so you're not just this like, you know, I don't know, min max like powerhouse. I guess I don't know. Like, it, I I think uh, I think this game is cool, man. I'm really bu- I'm really pumped on it, and I'm really bummed the way it's being. Uh, it's being criticized because I don't think, I mean, it's the criticisms are fair, but I don't think they're necessarily representative of how, like what this game still, I feel like, I feel like people are just focusing way too much on the negative and not actually looking at any of the positive at all because they're so overwhelmed by the negative, which sucks. Cause I definitely, I feel like it's become trendy to hate the game. Absolutely. Or to write shit about it. That isn't really necessarily warranted, but I mean, yeah, there are definitely criticisms to to have with it, but it, like, I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Like, I I think there, there might be a little too much criticism. There there's definitely a lot a lot of value in the product still. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, people can be angry, and like, you're allowed to to like criticize things, but like. Like death threats are against the devs is yeah. stupid. The fact that all the in- well, the yeah. investors who were pushing them to release the game early are now suing them like that's fucked up. Like, I it, it's just uh, I I there there's so many ways that this the reaction to this game just makes me so angry, and it makes me want to play it more, and it makes me want to love it even more, so that I can be one of those people that is just like nah, like this game is fucking awesome, and if you don't see that, then fuck you, like. Well, and I do want to push back a little bit on what you said. I don't think it's that the investors pushed them to release the game early. Very much, I mean, and take it, it was an investor call, but the people, the the management at Cyberpunk, at CD Projekt Red, basically were like, we didn't listen when we needed to listen to the people who were working on this game. And we did not work as much as we should have on the base console experience. And so... I feel as though there's there's so much surrounding this game that's not completely about the game itself, and it's blown up to such a proportion. Which I mean, I can we can very briefly talk about some of the. I kind of have three news items related to this game, and one of them is the fact that it sold 13 million copies despite any refunds that have been taken for the game. The other one is that it's been pulled from the PlayStation Network. You cannot buy it digitally on the PlayStation Network so that they don't have to refund any of these because they don't have a system with which to do so particularly well. (laughs) But then also you have other retailers like Best Buy and uh, GameStop are now accepting refunds for the game. And also Microsoft said they will indefinitely be accepting refunds for the game when it was normally like, I think, a two-week period or something like that or had specific conditions to it. And then all of that, uh, it, it sounds like there's some scuttlebutt about the 
investors potentially wanting to start some sort of class action lawsuit towards the game because of uh, supposed... Uh, they were misled or uh, misrepresentation something or yeah, they felt misled about the game or something of that nature. So, so there's all of this stuff that's reached such a fever pitch that there are mainstream news outlets like CNN commenting on this fact, like it's, it's reached into another stratosphere on more than on less than just the merits of the game itself. Like it's become a debacle rather than, people sitting down and critically taking a look at the game. <clears throat> so I think, um, do I think there's people out being unfair about the game? Probably there always are. People should never be issuing death threats related to anything video game wise. Like don't, you shouldn't be issuing death threats. I mean, anything all. in general. Yeah. So that, that type of shit shouldn't exist. But also, on top of that, like I think there are people having experiences with this game that are bad for different reasons. Whether it is bugs, or it wasn't what they anticipated, or, you know, something of that nature. And, and I think all of that is perfectly valid. And so, uh, I think, yes, there's probably some dogpiling going on, but I also feel as though if some of it weren't valid, then it wouldn't have reached the 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 momentum that it currently has <clears throat> all of that said brian's beat the game john you're 20 yeah. to 30 hours in yeah i can get you an actual time on that i'm about 17 hours in as of last night i believe and 28 um, and a half 28 and a half okay so is that steam or your in-game that's my steam save? i don't know my in-game hmm the in-game save is generally lower. I don't know what they uh, don't take into account. I guess maybe time spent sitting in menus, paused, and stuff like that. Well, and I think it doesn't. Uh, if you, if you, I guess if you die, it's usually reloading pretty quickly beforehand too. But I feel like yeah, it's there's something that it's counting better. Maybe it is pause time. I'm not sure because mine's only at 17 hours, which is, you know, that seems about right for what I've actually spent playing it. But my GOG client says, like, I've been playing for 75 hours, so there's some kind of error there. Mm. Um, it's because it's running in the background, machining uh, or mining for yeah, Bitcoin. getting some Bitcoin. Um, to fund the next Cyberpunk game. So, well, to fund, to fund updating Cyberpunk because all the investors have pulled out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They're fine. They um, sold 13 million copies of the game in the first 10 days. They're doing good. You know, and that's that's including refunds is what what the what the word is, is that they still sold more copies of the game than pretty much any other video game that's ever come out before. So I don't no, feel but those that, investors are so misled that they're not going to make any. Yeah, of that money. Yeah. Give well, me a fucking break. Man. Yeah. And so, you know, there's I mean, shareholders can be anybody. Shareholders can be somebody off the street. That's like, you know. Joe Schmo, who owns 0.25 of a share of CD Projekt Red on the the Polish stock market or whatever it is. Who knows? But, you know, I'm not going to give in any kind of victim complex. All, all of the death threats aside, because I think those are horrible. You shouldn't be treating anybody that way on the internet ever or in real life. But, you know... They're going to do fine. This game is going to get patched. It's going to perform better than it was. It's going to play better than it currently does. It's going to play differently than it currently has because they've made big changes to every Witcher game before this. That has been mm -hmm. like fundamental. Like, hey, we've changed how the beginning of this video game works because we think we didn't do it right beforehand. And, you know, they're in the power to do that. They can do what they want with their game. And... You know, that was even without, like, major criticisms towards, like, The Witcher 2. Because at the time, I think even when it came out, people enjoyed that game quite a bit. And then they went on to make it better because they had a better vision for it. All of that said, yeah. um, I don't know. Brian, how about, why don't you talk about your time with the game and then I'll go into kind of my feelings and where I'm at 17 hours in. All right. Well, I, my Steam... App says I played 67 hours. I think it's more closely, like, closer to 55 or so. Okay. Um, I spent a lot of time just kind of, like, leaving the game running and walking away. <laughs> 15 hours of <laughs> Getting photo snacks mode. and whatnot. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I have actually taken a lot of photos. I love the photo mode. It's it's really robust. However, in ultra wide, you cannot scroll the uh, sliders over all the way with the mouse. It stops where a uh, sixteen to nine ratio monitor would stop. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, so you have to use the arrow keys mm. to to uh, adjust the sliders all the way to the right. So that's that's a bug, but uh, it's not really a big deal. I can't like, play the game because to, of that. <laughs> Give me photo, a refund. Photo mode's it's easy broken. To photo mode's broken. I want a refund. <laughs> um, overall, like yeah, when I started playing it, I was pretty into it, and yeah, very into it, and I I remained pretty immersed in it, but like. I guess it, the longer you play, I feel like when you're in the third act, things, some of the illusion that they're trying to create kind of fades away. Because you see, at that point in the game, you've seen a lot of things not work quite right. You know, too many times, like cars spawning on top of each other. and Exploding violently. You know, T-posing outside of the top of your car. and <laughs> That's always uh, I had a quest to actually break on me. Like I, I think because I, I tried looking it up online and I couldn't figure out like how to finish it. Like I mean, it, I had this area that I had to investigate, and I, I think I accidentally like opened a door before investigating where the door was, so it like I could no longer complete that checklist mm. and move on to the next step of the quest. Um. Yeah. Anyways, like overall, though, um, I was kind of annoyed with some aspects of the story when like the first or like the prelude part is cool, you know, and then when Johnny Silverhand makes his appearance, I was kind of lukewarm on him for a while. But honestly, like his character growth is really good in the game and he ends up being one of the best parts of the game. Um and and I was pretty content with how the story went all the way up until the end, and my ending was unsatisfying to me. And I'm wondering if there is even is an ending that would be satisf- satisfying to me. Like, the ending made sense, but it's not what I wanted. And I'm wondering, like, what you can do differently to alter the ending, because I know there are multiple endings from um, from the articles that i've read about the ending there is one very satisfying ending um and i i don't remember whose it is off the top of my head but i believe it involves who you take with you in the last mission or something to that effect that makes sense to me there's definitely a lot of variables playing into it um we have a question yeah. in the chat of how many endings are there supposed to be i i, I don't know off the top of my head but I think I'll, me, I'll look it up if you guys want to keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure about that, but there's definitely multiple endings. Um, six, I guess Johnson, the only six. other like disappointing thing, having reached the end of the main storyline is I feel like, I mean, I went into cyberspace like twice in the whole game and it was very uninteractive. And I feel like that's kind of a bummer for a cyberpunk themed game. Yeah. But, I mean, that's something they will probably explore more in future expansions, I'm guessing. Uh, But, yeah, I liked the characters. I was always disappointed if something bad happened to them. So that's a good sign that I actually cared about them. Um, Let me ask. The gameplay itself is pretty, like, it's, it's definitely rough at times, but it's fun. And there's definitely a lot of approaches to take to it. Um, I definitely started to, to approach things more stealthily later on just because it's more challenging, mm-hmm. um, and a little more rewarding than just running in and destroying everything. But I mean, that's fun in itself too. It's just like the enemy AI is so kind of like dumb that you <laughs> were you, and you were playing on normal, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so it was easier than it should have been. I sh- I should probably play on a harder difficulty. So, so do you? I really I, I wanted to finish. Like I did a lot of side quests, and most of them were really good. Um, but ultimately, I just decided to push through and finish because, like John said, like, um, well, 
just like him, I did not really like go for a specific character build. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of suffered at the end. However, I did once find a vendor that sells something that allows you to re-roll. Just you, so you don't even have to start the game over technically. Yeah, you can get it from Vic right at the beginning if you have enough credits. Like Vic when, carries one of those. When you say ro- okay. when you say re-roll, you mean like um like perk points, right? Yeah, Not you can your, re- yeah. reallocate okay. all your perks essentially. But you cannot reallocate your actual stat points that you get for leveling up is my understanding. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think so, but that's not, I mean, I guess that's important too. Yeah. But those max out though. I think you can only do 20 per category. Yeah. And there's only and 50 I don't, points no. in the game that you can get. And I think you allocate like 12 at the beginning or something like that. So okay. you can't max them all. I don't know if there's a, a level max or not. I think I didn't really look into I that. Think it's 50 from what I heard. Okay. But, um, so do you feel as yeah, though overall, you're going to come back to play with this character to do more side stuff, or are you probably just going to roll somebody new or what do you think? Where are you at? I'm going to take a break from the game and then I'm not really sure if I'll keep using the same character or if I'll re-roll, to be honest, I'll probably re-roll because I would like to do a lot of things different in the game because I've, I mean, I've talked to people that have played even more than I have and things can be wildly different based on what you decide to do throughout the game. So that's interesting to me. And I would like to explore that and, uh, yeah, actually go for a more specific build, probably focus more towards stealth and whatnot. Um, also like as open as the game is, it's still like a different kind of open world game than, you know, something like a Bethesda game. And playing this kind of gave me that the itch to go back to that kind of open game. So yeah, I've played I've played my share of Cyberpunk. I want to put it down for a while and come back, see what it looks like in like a month or two. Spend another after they've patched it some hours more. in Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of told myself I'd never go back to that game. I think I even <laughs> said it on this podcast, but uh, I ended up picking up the special edition because I don't own the expansions to that game. Oh, wow. Yeah, I bought them a while ago, too, and I don't think I ever played through any of them, so that would be good. But but I definitely need to mod that game a bit, it's, even with the special edition. Yeah. There's updates. It, it needs... There's better some, visuals out there that you can mod into it. If it doesn't um, have I cannot ray tracing, believe, I'm not interested. Gotta have ray I mean, tracing. to be honest, though, I can't believe... Like, special edition, I think, is four years old at this point. Yeah. I can't believe there's not an ultra-wide screen option. Still, like they never patched one in. It would take like two seconds to do They're it. They're too busy porting it to, uh, you know, Google Assistant. And, you just uh, have to, you have to play Kindle. as, um, you have to play as uh, the the elf, the elf races, so that your eyes are wider. <laughs> it's that's <laughs> no, it's I mean, part I, of the immersion of the it's game. A, it's a perk on the tree for the yeah, elves. Yeah. <laughs> Unlock widescreen support. I just had to edit one, uh, one of the .ini files and. Oh, there it you was, go. It's done. It works. You learned from Cyberpunk how to hack. But yeah. Yeah, he hacked Skyrim. I've been out. <laughs> I, I, unlike most people, never restart Elder Scrolls games, but I'm going to this time. This is going to be a first because I'm so lost with my old character, and I also don't know if I can even use my save games mm. with the special edition I think from like the regular version. So uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I'm interested to check that out. So, Cyberpunk. Um, here's what I'll say. Uh, 17 hours in, I feel like I'm maybe starting to stumble upon some gameplay loops that I think are fun, but I don't think they're supposed to be this fun. Uh, <laughs> I have, I have a, I, so I managed to get my first sniper rifle. I think it's a power sniper rifle. And um, yeah, it's very powerful and I like it a lot, but it allows me to keep a distance at which I'm pretty sure the combat never actually starts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're correct. Is it one of the ones that has exploited that a lot? Is it one of the ones that has the ability to shoot through objects too? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. 
it's great, but I also don't really feel like I'm playing the game. I'm spo- like the way that I'm supposed to. But you're allowed to play it however you want. I I understand, but it's just it's weird because especially there was one mission that I was on last night, uh, and I won't go into deep detail, but it was one of the the ones that you do with when you meet uh, Pan Am for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the one where you're heading to the gas station to find the guy that you want to find with her. Yeah, and um. While I was f- following the tracks on the ground, and you end up in like near this building before the gas station, um, basically I was keeping enough distance where it would only spawn in one enemy at a time. And <laughs> okay, so I haven't seen that. I killed the guy, and then I would walk a little bit further, and then another guy would appear. <laughs> And then I could kill him, and then I'd walk a little more in, and I the next guy would spawn. Like, it was so much so that every time I killed a guy, Pan Am was like, all right, everybody's dead. And then I'd walk a little further, <laughs> and somebody would pop up, and then I'd kill him. And then she'd be like, okay, everybody's dead now. Yeah, it was, it was like a, a shooting gallery at a carnival. They're just, like, <laughs> yeah. popping up. Like, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a little bit weird, uh, but but it was all right. And and so not only that, but then I also got to a point where I did uh, when I approached the gas station, I found a computer that was outside connected to the network with all of the security features on it. And there was a turret in the building and I was able to take control of the turret and shoot the guy that was standing right in front of it, right in the head. And that was pretty cool, too. So what I'm saying is I think 17 hours in, I'm starting to find things that I enjoy about the game, but I feel like it shouldn't have taken that long. And I think it's partially my fault and I think it's partially their fault. I don't think this game does a great job of showing you what the advantages of doing different, investing in different skills is. Uh, You get kind of four different training missions, I think, or three or four training missions at the beginning of the game that are kind of like, here's how combat works. This is unarmed and this is with guns. uh, And then this is stealth. uh, And then this is both at the same time and like things like that. But it never really is like, and, and there's a little bit of the like, here's what quick hacks do and this is how they work. But it's never really like. There's so many systems in this game that I don't really feel like they do a great job of explaining to you how everything interacts with each other. And I wish that they did. And I, and I think it's a kind of thing, like I said, with The Witcher 2, where they're like, we rebuilt the first five hours of this game or whatever. Like, I think that's going to happen with this game. And I and I, I feel as though... So there's part of me that's kind of like, well, I could just put this down now and come back to it in six months to a year when... It's in a better state. Um, but all of that said, I don't think I don't think it's a bad game. It just took a long time for me to even start to get hooked on it. Uh, and I think the story's okay. I don't really like V at all. I don't get the like. You're playing like, as a male V, correct? I am. I I, am. I've I heard that the female V voice actor is significantly better than the male V voice actor, which makes her more believable and more relatable. I'd I'd hope so. Like I feel like with the male V, there's been a lot of times even where individual line reads sound completely mismatched next to each other and things like that. Yeah. Are you also getting the audio stutter still? Um, not so much anymore. Because I do, and it doesn't just stutter; it also stretches the line out. So he (laughs) sometimes talks like this. You know what's fun is when you can clearly tell that they've recorded the lines in like a different room or like uh, at a different time, Mm -hmm. like the lines are taking. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amusing. And another weird thing that I started having happen last night was where the the lines would would play uh, too quickly. That's been happening since I like started playing. Well, yeah. so this is the first time that I've really noticed it, but it got to a point where like people would be having, they'd be responding to each other simultaneously. And it was, it was very weird. Well, but, some of them can read minds, you know, <laughs> clearly, but, uh, but either way, like, that's the thing is that I, I don't, I don't think this game deserves a ton of hate from my experience with it. Um, once again, I'm playing on a very powerful PC, not on a base console machine. Um, but 
at the same time, like I wasn't hooked into it. I wasn't super hyped for it. I'm not. So it's not really a disappointment for me or anything, even if it's not quite meeting, like if I'm not having the greatest time in the world with it, I not, uh, I I don't feel like they didn't meet expectations because I didn't have any expectations for it. Um, maybe I would feel differently if I had been watching every single episode of night city dispatch or, or, you know, following every tweet and everything like that. But I, I didn't do that for this one. And I feel like it served me pretty, pretty well. Cause in the end, I'm just kind of like, this is okay. Like it's okay for me right now. And I'm excited to see more of what happens with Johnny. I don't really care about V, uh, and some of the other characters I think are pretty, pretty interesting, but, um, you know, the thing that intrigues me the most is what Brian said of like things, if things can really be that different, you know, I, I'm kind of interested in that. I right now in this in this mission with Pan Am, it sounds like I kind of have multiple different ways I could go with how I want to deal with the chip. And so I don't know if that branches things out differently or what the deal like I have three main quests that are active right now. And so I don't know where they each lead but i was kind of like well this seems like a stopping point right here if i want to go and do these other two missions that i have when i when i managed to you know i was getting in with the voodoo people can't remember what they're called the voodoo boys and yeah another thing i'm really curious about for the future of this game is have you noticed that on the uh like the perk screen there's an extra node there that's just blank yeah I thought that that would be filled in by the end of my like main storyline playthrough, but it was not. I thought maybe so as well. Maybe so, you fucked up. <laughs> maybe like maybe, maybe there's some ultimate ability you can get. I I've heard there are like crazy ha- like higher end hacking abilities you can get where you can just take out whole rooms at once. That sounds and awesome. And stuff like that, and I never found anything cool like that. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, uh, th- like I think. Um, I think I'm going to try and stick with it, but at the same time, like it, it, it depends on how the next couple hours go for me. And and if I don't really feel as though my interest is that peaked with the main story, I might put it down and come back later. But the other thing that I was hearing, excuse me, people talk about, like there's a perk. The only other like complaint that I have, I think is with the perks in that I feel like it's kind of hard to understand what is useful and what's not. There's a perk that makes it so that you, are undetected whenever you're underwater apparently but there's only like one set of side quests where you're ever underwater and you're never fighting people when you're doing it so it's kind of like why is that there <laughs> I don't... there's no, yeah i mean i i never was brave enough to dive into the giant river that goes through town mm-hmm. what are you doing but, diving into rivers and stuff anyways with all those electronic cybernetics in your body that just seems like a bad yeah, fucking idea <laughs> yeah what's their ip rating or whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah their ip 67 it's good to like 30 feet for half hour or something <laughs> like an old timex watch <laughs> yeah but yeah, uh, so so like I, I just have to wonder if something like that ends up on the perk tree where you don't really use it at all right now. Like I, I feel like I'm very very shoddily just kind of like throwing perk points at like, well, this kind of sounds cool, but none of them feel that immediately beneficial to me really. And I know they're not all going to be bangers, right? You're not going to get a perk that's like mm-hmm. press X to melt the whole room or anything like that. But I just wonder what i don't know i wish i wish i could see a clearer picture of like this is even what i would want my character to be like rather than just kind of like i look through all these perks and i'm like well this one sounds good uh, but i guess i'll use a perk point on it and see where it goes like it's nice that you right. can respec i guess but i just i want to know more i, I want to see more of the uh, like more of the interplay between these different systems and perks and that's the other thing i have i've installed like one cybernetic that lets me carry more stuff and that's about it oh well you're missing out there <laughs> you gotta get yourself some mantis blades or some yeah gorilla i put, on, arms I put or on the double jump and i got the gorilla arms and that's been fun like hopping rooftops and shit and like just ripping yeah. ripping doors open <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like most of the stuff that I'd actually want to use has all been locked behind street cred. And now my street cred is a bit higher, so maybe I need to revisit some of the Ripper docs and understand what I can get. But Yeah. Unfortunately, like to get a lot of street cred, you have to do side quests and or just like the... What or are, just start like murdering gang or something. members, too. You can just... Yeah, yeah. You can I just think go, I'm at go like around bounty hunting. Level 20 now or something. Street cred level 20 now or something like that. So I don't feel like I haven't been accruing it or whatever. But I just... I don't know. I feel like I check in with the Ripper Doc every once in a while. And it's like, well, this is either too much money or my street cred is too low. <laughs> and so, yeah. Well, side quests and things like that are probably what I would need to do to actually use those. But at the same time, I'm kind of like... I don't know. Even when I look at some of the descriptions, I'm just kind of like, this sounds cool, but I don't really know how much I would really use it. Especially if I'm just going to stay like seven football fields away and take pot shots at people as they load into the game. Yeah. What do you need legs and arms for, for that? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's true. I'll just, I, I really... I'll just become a drone. Is that a, is that yes. an option? <laughs> <laughs> you're just, you, you're, you have no arms and legs. You just have a propeller on your back. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds great. That's your that's your that's, preferred cybernetics. That's what I wanted out of cyber cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So <laughs> I honestly didn't think that the jump upgrade would be worthwhile, but like I got the one where you could just jump higher, hmm. and uh, what it's most useful for is not getting hit by cars when you're jaywalking. <laughs> it's important, <laughs> Brian. But uh, Brian it's just also jumps over the road. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I do actually. <laughs> Wait, oh um, yeah, but no, it's since, also I was surprisingly useful to get up on like rooftops and stuff that I didn't realize you could access. And there, it kind of well, like opens some of the, up the game a bit. Some of the rooftops are just puzzles to get up on them, like hit, yeah. hitting the right ledges and things, and climbing pipes and stuff like that. So, because I mean, there's a way to get on a lot of those buildings, which is pretty cool. But I was gonna say, since uh, since you can uh, alter your genitalia, Alex, you could make your penis into a gun of sorts. I'm sure. <laughs> And then when you become a drone, I'll look into it. Yeah, you, be you good. got sniper cock, <laughs> anti-material penis. Yeah, there you go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, we might uh, be banned from Twitch now, but that's yeah, okay. whatever. Anyways, uh, I was gonna mention Sorry. also. I saw Thomas Tom's Hardware pump punched out. Uh, pumped out. I can't. I don't know how I'm trying to say anymore, man. Tom's Hardware put out an article saying Cyberpunk 2077 one-click tool promises up to 30 FPS uplift. Um, So anybody running a weaker system, it says you can get up to 30 frames added to that. Uh, It's like a one-click tool made by this dude named Codezilla on YouTube. Um, I'll try and link the the article at some point somewhere. That's cool. I'll try and post it in in the show notes with this episode. Yeah, so anybody who's having trouble cool. with the game, maybe give this a shot to see if that helps the actual... Because, I mean, this game is a... It is a, it, it eats up a lot of your resources. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it mm-hmm. might help to have something. This, apparently this tool gets into some of the developer uh, console like editables and tweaks them to an extent that helps lower performing machines. Like the, the One of the examples they give is it has a... Um, a max boost mode, which provides the best possible image fidelity and substantial boost in performance. This option is highly recommended for anybody running a GeForce GTX 1060 and below. Okay. That's cool. So, um, then they, yeah, they give an example of like somebody was running the game, uh, with a GeForce GTX 1070 Ti, the author recorded frame rates that span from 42 frames per second to 51 frames per second in the game's default settings under the balanced mode. The frame rates improved greatly in range between 54 and 71 FPS. So that's, I mean, that's pretty rad. Um, mm-hmm. The lastly, the max boost mode considerably upped the frame rates to around 51 to 80 frames per second in the daytime scenes. Frame rates hit as high as 88 frames per second. Cool. So, yeah, something to look into if you have if you have an older system, maybe, and you want to play this game. Again, like we all recommend it to some extent. It is buggy. We are playing on fancy computers, so it might we have a little bit of an advantage there. But this sort of uh, one-click tool might be something to help people who want to play this game play it properly. So nice. Um, do we want to talk about our raffle? Yeah, let's Shall talk about our raffle. Away? 
Yeah, we have a copy of Cyberpunk to give away. We received three submissions because our audience is so wide. Um, <laughs> it's a whopping I ninety percent of uh, audience members responded. Uh, Tommy, to be fair, it, go ahead. It, it it involved listening to the podcast and also writing something original, which it's is a not lot. everyone's cup. Yeah, of it's tea. a lot to ask of people. It's true. Um, so a uh, friend of the show and network, Tom, wrote in. He said, hello, boys. If I were to cyberpunkily augment myself, I think I would get the cyberpunk skeleton. Hopefully that counts. A cybernetic super skeleton makes me think of Wolverine and Logan Marshall Green's character in Upgrade. It would be super strong and possibly an evil AI would be helping me out in everyday life. That being said, I don't know a single thing about Cyberpunk 2049. I didn't watch any trailers, <laughs> don't know the story nor the gameplay. So forgive me if my cybernetic skeleton is out of context. Keep up the great work. Uh, Tom, that's that was that's great, man. I <laughs> appreciate Cyberpunk the email. Twenty forty nine is yep. good. A good title. Crystal wrote in and she said the cybernetic augmentation I would want if it were possible would be some type of healing ability. I'm very aware of feelings and how others are feeling. For example, when I hang out with someone that is depressed, let's say it's almost like by the time I'm done hanging out with them, I take away some of their bad feelings. Like, I take it from them to make them lighter, yet it, it weighs on myself. After a while, it weighs myself down so badly that I start to feel the emotions I took from them. So on top of that augmentation, I would want some type of augmentation to be able to dispose of those feelings. That way, I'm not holding on to them, and they don't weigh me down. Sorry, I know it's probably not a cool augment, but it relates to me in real life, so I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, that That is a cool augmentation. I assume it would be some kind of brain chip augmentation that would, like, adjust your dopamine levels and things like that to, like, help you... I was thinking sort of make you not give a shit anymore. I was thinking of like an emotional equalizer, you know? Like yeah, you could set yeah. Different sliders and things. Emotional EQ. I like that. That's good. Yeah. That, that's a good one. That's my that's my new startup uh competing with Elon Musk. Yep, there you go. And then let's uh, call it emo dump. Jared wrote in, aka Haj, uh, if I could have one cybernetic augmentation, and this is completely random and probably not doable in cyberpunk, I would give myself a second set of arms, much like General Grievous from Star Wars, except I would use one set of <laughs> arms primarily for fighting and one for other things I need to do, like hacking and using them as using them for more weapons in combat. <laughs> I like that one a lot. That was a good one too. That I think would be cool. you can't do it in the game, but if you could have more arms, like it would be super helpful for that sort of thing. But I don't know how you could hack and attack things at the same time, unless it just it creates the like if you are hacking, if the hacking happened more in real time, because it kind of pauses and slows down time as it's happening. Yeah, maybe those arms are like holding a gun and just spraying bullets everywhere behind you, you know, to cover. I you. just want four anti-material rifles that all point to the same radical and then i can just really obliterate anything that i'm looking at It'd be pretty good <laughs> i should say i also one of the dudes at the gas station did start running at me and he got like three foot away and i blew his head off with a rifle <laughs> it was pretty good <laughs> um, it's it's pretty satisfying yeah. the sound effects are amazing yes. for the the weapons too yeah the guns I, they're pretty I, great i got a man my mind is like going wild my imagination is going wild thinking of extra uses for another set of arms <laughs> like imagine like cooking or like you can pull your shirt off and pull your pants down at the same time <laughs> and <laughs> You know, for when you're standing at a urinal. <laughs> yeah, just to fuck with people. <laughs> hey, check this out. <laughs> but you'd also you'd need you'd have your shirts would need to be like like the like the button down pants, you know, like the the tearaways, the tearaway yeah, shirt. Yeah, you need a tearaway shirt so that you can rip the shirt off that way because you have two sets of arms to get through the. Yeah. Oh I'm man, crying. that'd be amazing. <laughs> um, so we're going to do this raffle here since only three people sent in stuff. I'm giving everybody four chances to win. I have a D 12 for D and D cause I'm a huge nerd. I have my totally sweet dice tower that I 3d printed. If I flip this down and roll the die, it'll shoot out of the door. So I'm going to leave this up <laughs> okay. to roll yep. it. Um, so Tommy gets numbers one, four, seven, and 10. Crystal gets numbers 2, 5, 8, and 11, and Haj will get 3, 6, 9, and 12. Okay. Uh, does that all make sense? Yep. Good luck to everyone. Right, I'm going to roll it. We're going to see what happens here. It's an 11. That's Crystal. We can't see it. Oh, fuck. Here it goes. That's fine. Got an 11. So Crystal gets go. it. Crystal, you win. Congrats. 
Congrats, Congratulations. Lady Hawk. We're going to tear Hopefully. you away from Destiny for a while to play some Cyberpunk with us, even though it's not yeah, multiplayer. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, don't have a 3080 to give you as well with the game. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, I hope your PC can run it. Yeah. But I think, well, I, I don't, she's got, I think she's running, I don't know, maybe Sofa can, you guys can jump in, you're in the chat right now anyways. Who, what, what kind of video card are you running, Crystal? <laughs> She says she's going to make the hottest girl. So with, that's good. W- the hottest girl with a huge penis, Excellent. right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you can, right? Because you can. You can. Um, but anyways, yeah, I don't know what kind of video card they're they're running on that computer there, but hopefully it, it can handle it. And if not, we've got this, uh, well, again, we'll post in the show notes this link to uh, the Tom's Hardware thing. Oh, she's, she's got, got a 3070. 3070. There you go. Perfect. So you should be fine. I can offer you the 650 Ti that's on the screen down here behind me. Awesome. That's about all I got. <laughs> Hell yeah. Very cool. All right. So that was our cyberpunk raffle and cyberpunk talk that took an hour of our time. Um, yeah. I'm sure at some point we will have more to talk about. Life in general has kept me from playing the game. So maybe by the time I actually get more time to play it, it'll be in a different state, which, you know, we should revisit it, I think, when uh, when we get that point. So. Uh, I, that, I still think it'd be good to do like a spoiler cast or something. Oh, for sure, absolutely. How far we get. I, I would like so. to finish it in its current state. Like I said, I I plan on doing mm-hmm. multiple playthroughs just because like I like doing that with these sorts of games, like playing them in different manners, just to kind of see how things change and doing different builds and yada yada. Um, and and so it and obviously like Fallout Four let everybody down with the dialogue tree, and I feel like the dialogue tree in this game is a little bit better because it gives you options yeah. based on your starting points and different stats and yada yada. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, we'll revisit it in the future and talk about it, and then maybe uh, maybe Crystal will have you on, and you can come and talk with us about your experience playing Cyberpunk. There we go, and right. how it feels to take a break from Destiny. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and I will uh, I will send you your code as soon as we're done post uh, recording here. I'll send it over to you so you can start get that rolling right away. All right, all right. News wise, uh, we already talked about the three cyberpunk stories. I don't know if there's a whole lot more to talk about there. Just stop sending death threats, please. For yeah. fuck's sake, it's just not it's not that deep, guys. It's just a fucking video game. Get over it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're making all gamers look bad, and we 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 do look that bad enough already. Enough. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody that listens to us doing that stuff, but if there is, please stop. So, um, next up, we've got uh, something we joked about last week. Uh, Vin Diesel is not just starring in Arc Two, but he's also working on the game. Um, Wildcard is the name of the studio. He's now the president of Creative Convergence and an executive producer of Arc Two. <laughs> That must be fucking cool, man. Just You just walk into a studio and be like, I'm going to be the creative president. I'm going to buy this studio a quarter of a mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to name the character. My character's name is Riddick. <laughs> I want I want to be able to play as Riddick and Dom Toretto and the dude no from more. The Last Witch Hunter. I don't know his name, even though I starred in that movie. Uh, Gonna get this out the door on time. I <laughs> <laughs> can't do his voice. But no more, no more double clutching, granny shifting. <laughs> He's come so far from uh, stealing combo DVD players in the first Fast and Furious to now being the president of Creative Convergence at Studio Wildcard. So, congratulations, Vin Diesel, and uh, and I look forward to seeing how Arc Two turns out. <laughs> 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 in all seriousness uh i am curious to see how this turns out because like i liked the idea of the original arc but playing it is a nightmare for me personally because it's one of those games where there's just like an absurdly deep and confusing crafting system and you don't actually get to have fun running around with dinosaurs like you want to and i'm hoping this game will actually let you do that more maybe yeah i don't know or maybe you just get to watch Vin Diesel do cool things. I mean, like most of his that's movies. okay, too. Uh, this, Depending on the movie, it's okay. Yeah. This PC Gamer article has a tweet from ARC, uh, at Survive the ARC, which is their official account, where they had an issue. They say here, Berries will no longer tame the Ferox with our next major deployment. Thank you very much for the After Hours bug report. Bug report, winky face. That was back in March of this year. They retweeted that tweet 
uh, after the announcement of ARC 2 on December 10th at the Game Awards, and they said Vin Diesel reported this, by the way. <laughs> so he, he was reporting bugs. So, so he worked his game. way up from quality assurance right to, right to <laughs> yeah. ownership overnight. Yeah. He was a contracted, uh, uh, you know, QA guy up until, you know. Hey, guys, I'm going to send you bug reports. <laughs> a quarter of a mile at a time. I'm playing this game at four in the morning. and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he was working for free. I'm on uh, COVID, uh, COVID uh, vacation on the next uh, seven Fast and Furious movies, so I'm playing a lot of <laughs> ARC right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, December 15th was supposed to be the day that uh, EA Play came to Game Pass PC, uh, but unfortunately it has been delayed into 2021. Um, so it basically just sounds like they are still working on figuring out exactly how that's going to fit together and work. Uh, and so I don't know. Um, they didn't really provide any specifics as to why this is happening. Uh, but yeah, the verge article says that they, you know, it's already a part of the game pass for consoles in November, starting in November it was, but, uh, maybe I, I assume this might have something to do with how the game pass app interfaces with origin would be my guess. I would say that's exactly it. Yeah, because right now, whether you and they do, they did start um, offering EA games outside of Origin. You can buy them on Steam and on Epic, uh, the Epic Game Store, but it still opens up Origin. Um, uh, yeah, there are some exception, at least one exception to that, I believe. That uh, Apex Legends through Steam. All you have to do is log into your Origin account, but you don't actually have to use the Origin launcher at all. Okay, yeah. I, I hope they go that route for most of the games, to be honest, eventually. That would be good, but I just bought Squadrons via Epic Games Store. Yeah, that, that has to go through. Yeah, yeah, when I installed it, it popped up the Origin Origin launcher, so... Uh, but yeah, hopefully that arrives uh, sooner rather than later, because it would be nice to be able to play all those EA games on Xbox Game Pass for PC. Yeah, I really just want to play Titanfall 2 again, That would be and good. I don't want to pay for it again. Well, there you go. Uh, next up, Ubisoft's game subscription service now supports Google Stadia for free. John, you posted this one. Uh, this is basically the $15 a month charge that lets you play all of the latest you play games is apparently now supported on the stadia service yeah that's um, just uh that's rad because ubisoft has a lot of great games and yeah i did for a while i was subscribed to the you play services or whatever you play plus mm-hmm. um and it was great while i had it it performed as it should it installs everything blah 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 on your computer i haven't tried it on stadia yet uh, just because I don't really want to spend 15 bucks a month on it right now. And I yeah. don't think you need to have the Pro, Stadia Pro. Yeah, uh, so the Verge article does say here that uh, you do not need to pay for the Pro subscription, so you will be streaming it at 1080p. But if you just pay that $15 a month to Ubisoft, you don't even need a PC to play those games. You can pull it up on Stadia and play anything that's available from Ubisoft on Stadia. Right. And that's the the plus side to Stadia is there's no installing anything. You just, Mm -hmm. as you play the game, as you start the game, it just goes. So there's no no delay. Uh, And Stadia is still the preferred method of playing Cyberpunk to most people on the internet, just so you guys (laughs) know. Yeah. No, I I heard it was, uh, it's it's a pretty good experience, which is good. Like, it's nice that it's available to people that way. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, cool to see Ubisoft doing this, and I wonder if that will also support some of the cross-save stuff that they're also doing with some of these games. It would be cool to look I, into that I assume as well. so. I mean, not that I would be playing Rainbow Six from Stadia ever because of yeah. like input lag and, and latency and things like that, but um, I, I would assume, I mean, much like The Division has it, like I play The Division from Stadia, and I also have it on my PC, and my cross-save between the two works fine. Because essentially Stadia is like another PC in a way. Yeah. But yeah. No, that's cool. Like, I'm thinking of, like, uh, if I, you know, Assassin's Creed games and things like that. Uh, it'd right. It'd be cool to be able to play it on my PS5, and then, oh, I pick up Uplay Plus and can play it on Stadia when I'm traveling or whatever, that kind of thing. That would yeah, be that would be sweet. sweet. So. 
Um, two more stories here. Uh, Microsoft's blog had a post called Our Shared Commitment to Safer Gaming, and it sounds like Nintendo, PlayStation, and Microsoft are all going to be working to kind of ensure that players have uh, safe experiences when, when playing online. Uh, and there's not a lot of meat and potatoes in this blog post about, like, what does that really mean? But they basically are going to make things more robust in terms of, um, you know, parental controls and reporting and things of that nature. But what I think the real, what people are hoping to read behind this is the idea that this is happening because of the continuing support for cross play between different, um, console makers. And, and I think that's great. It's, I mean, that that was, that was essentially Sony's concern to begin with. Or so they well, said. Yeah, that was their. So lip they service said reason. was that yeah. yeah they they were concerned like they wanted to have a in a closed environment for which they can like kind of monitor and make sure that their players are safe and in in the best environment possible to play the, their games or whatever. But now like if if all three companies are going to tie together and try and make you know some you know the the make it safe across all platforms i would assume they're going to try and start opening up the platforms even more so than they have been so yeah and and i secretly i kind of hope this forces nintendo to do a better job of making an online experience anyway because i don't for think sure the nintendo switch online has been what everybody wanted it to be uh because nintendo just kind of lags behind in that respect because they haven't been doing it nearly as long as these other two have so um but sure. yeah Cool yeah, it's see. hard it's hard to like hook up your headphones to your phone and then your phone to your switch and then plug it into like a TV antenna and then your cable service and <laughs> yeah yeah and then you got to open up your laptop to report a player because they were swearing at you and you right know. I, I remember also, that one time we played uh Splatoon, Splatoon. what was the name Splatoon together yeah and <laughs> used the app that was a nightmare yeah yeah but uh yeah I'm still hoping we get to a day where, like, Discord is something you can download on the consoles and just use voice chat that way, but... Well, isn't... Xbox has Discord, doesn't it? Xbox has Discord integration so that anything that you're playing... When it shows... You can you can share your online status via your Xbox, basically. Oh, so it's yeah, not, like, playing. full Discord integration. No. Right. Yeah. Because they're they're not going to give up on people using Skype. Well, yes. you probably won't see Discord on those because Discord has its own paid platform as well. Of course. Yes. As well, the and Discord and like Nitro. game, like they they do give away games and shit and sell games through like their say their store. Yeah, the Discord store or whatever too. So. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. going to want a cut of that money. Of course, but it would be nice to stop having different friends lists for everything you know like true god galaxy has its own friends list and steam and epic game store and origin and ubisoft connect are all different and it would be cool to just be like discord is the standard but yeah i mean eventually facebook will just own everything and then yeah it'll all be integrated yeah can't wait and we'll hate it yep uh, and then finally, uh, the flight simulate Microsoft Flight Simulator VR update is out, uh, and I believe it supports all of the major headsets, um, including the Oculus HTC models and the Valve Index, and some of the Windows Mixed Reality devices as well. So I have not had a chance to do this yet. I'm hoping to do it by the next episode. I'm going to. Uh, I, I've been investigating ways to mount the. Uh, the the what are they called uh lighthouses um on my walls without drilling any holes in them and so i'm hoping to get that set up this week since i'm not at work this week um and then i can give this a try and play some squadrons in vr and and you know do some more vr stuff so but no it, it sounds cool and i'm i'm excited to uh to give it a try i'm glad they have all all the support out for these different machines at once because they made it sound like they were originally going to kind of roll it out um but it sounds like it's out for everything so it's not supported by the ViewMaster. um that is yeah your your ViewMaster will not work uh but you can take screenshots and print them on ViewMaster film and then you can look at them that way there you go what about the virtual boy <laughs> uh yeah i don't think that one quite works um 
Or it does, but you just vomit profusely whenever you try and play it because it's at five frames per second. <laughs> well, I mean, Flight Simulator is at five FPS for most people anyway. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised, like, back in the day when Virtual Boy came out, you didn't hear about, like, a bunch of people getting pink eye and stuff, trying those things out in the store. <laughs> I don't think they made enough of them for anybody to get pink eye. I just, they, like, like, I remember them, they were, like, they had one at Service Merchandise, which doesn't really yeah. exist anymore either, but I remember playing <laughs> it at service merchandise and be like oh my god it's the future of video games i just remember back then that some people were like this is going to blind your children and also right. make them vomit it's like, lasers <laughs> it's got laser beams in the eye cups yes yeah so it's uh it's the early yeah. days of lasik right yes yeah no man that's crazy I, that's that's one of i should probably find a virtual boy before you can't find one for a reasonable uh, price anymore yeah, Ricky had one kind of on loan for a little bit, yeah. and it, it was just wild, like, seeing that in person. I had never seen one before. I was like, what the hell is this thing? I have and literally no interest in playing it. I just need to have one. <laughs> it's got, I just want to preserve it. But Yeah. Yeah. Let's so see. I wonder what ways people have hacked them. I think there's some people that, so there's only like five or six games I think that exist for it. But as if I remember correctly, I think there are people that are still like, I think you can make games that you can run on a virtual boy, but it takes, it takes some doing if I recall correctly. So we'll have to, I'll have there's to look more, into There's that more than five back. games. Are there really? But yeah. Yeah. You had 3d tennis, galactic pinball, golf, Innsmouth no Yakata, which I'm assuming was like a Japanese... Oh, it says it wasn't even released in America. Yeah, Jack mm. Bros, Mario Clash, Mario Tennis, Nestor's Funky Bowling, um, uh. Panic Bomber, Red Alarm, SD Gundam, Dimension War. That wasn't released in the U.S. These weren't released in the U.S. Tel- Tolero <laughs> Boxer, Vertical Force, uh, Virtual Boy Wario Land, Virtual League Baseball, and Waterworld. <laughs> Waterworld, beautiful. <laughs> I want the, the Waterworld. I want to make a video series to, of Tim playing the Waterworld game. Do you, get to, do, you get, do you get to be Kevin Costner? I hope so. Probably. <laughs> That's incredible. Beautiful. Are there Virtual Boy emulators for VR headsets? Well, that'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Virtual um, Boy emulator. I looked up virtual boy on ebay real quick and uh, um they're kind of expensive how much well anywhere between the lowest one i see here is 132.50 that's not and they bad go, it probably that's, sold that's for seven thousand dollars when it first came out here's so here's right. one buy it now for 190 yeah Let's like see. most of them are around 200 it seems there's only seven hundred and seventy thousand of them in existence which uh that's that's awesome but it's more than i expected to be yeah. honest so it looks like there are a couple emulators but most of them uh there's one called vb gin that support has a fork that supports the oculus rift um and then there's a few there's one that actually works on the new 3ds which i think it's probably the better way to play it because you won't <laughs> vomit some youtuber made a video 20 games that defined the nintendo virtual boy like (laughs) (laughs) really man (laughs) defined it like this is it guys Uh, yeah most definitely but fucking a man yeah so all right i'm probably buying a virtual boy oh god (laughs) okay so how about uh after we stop avoiding each other in person. Um, we do a bonus episode where we play virtual boy games and get blinded. And, yeah. that, and then everybody yeah. has to throw up. Yeah. Yes. No, we'll see who, who, who takes the longest to throw up while playing <laughs> the most Deal. severe game that we can find. <laughs> Absolutely. Winner gets a, a free game on the other two people. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. If you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can watch the show, listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. 
You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out, npn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for the contributions. And again, one of the best perks that you get from joining this uh, Patreon here is you get to check early access of our bonus episodes, which we record after this. And then we post it up on the Patreon, and you get a, you get a one week ahead of everybody else. And it's not just us, the game nerds. You also get bonus episodes for Horror Movie Yearbook, which is totally awesome. So keep that in mind. One dollar a we, month. What are we talking about this week, John? This week we are doing uh, what, what was it? Gamer Logic is I think is yes. was the we're going to talk about Gamer Logic uh, and the example. The one example that I will give here, I'm going to pull it up in my thing here. Uh, gamers, uh, death is never, ever your fault. So, yes. um, yeah. So, we're, we're each of us made a list of gamer logic that we're going to spiel, spill it, spiel it, spiel it out in the uh, bonus episode here. And then we're going to giggle a little bit by mm-hmm. ourselves. And then mm-hmm. patrons... Uh, anybody listening, send in your gamer logic. We'll talk about that in the game in the gamer logic thing too. Anyways, uh, as always, we do appreciate feedback, which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail dot com, and don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, yeah, we appreciate everybody for listening, and uh, if you're playing Cyberpunk and you're loving it, just keep loving it, man, because it needs it right now more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna cover next episode. Probably our top. Uh, top 10 of the year or something to that effect. I don't know. Top 5? Yeah. Did we do 5 top last five. year? I can't remember, but I can tell you I can probably only do 5 this year. <laughs> yeah. Probably me too. <laughs> I've been too. looking at it already. So, um, yeah, we'll be doing our top games of 2020 and uh, that'll be the next episode and we'll see you guys next time. Alright, peace.